And we're thankful this morning that God has given us amazing records of the life of this Christ that we've been singing about, the Lord Jesus himself. And we're looking in the Gospel of Mark. Um, if you turn to chapter 4 of Mark this morning, and remember what, what uh, Mark the writer uh, wrote in the beginning of the letter, what his intention was that we would know by the end of this gospel, by the time that comes to the end of our reading and studying this, that we are going to know who Jesus, the Son of God, is. And, of course, many of us have been through all the gospels many times, and so we should have a good sense of who he is. But every time we look, and this may be your first time doing it, every time we look in the Word of God, we see in a fresh way, because the Word of God is living and active, we see in a fresh way, um, how Jesus loves and how he lived and what he has for us. Uh, how the things that he taught his disciples, how the things he taught the crowds, how they impact and apply to us uh, even today. So today, Mark chapter 4, um, this time uh, starting with verse 24. Mark chapter 4, verse 24. And uh, before before reading 24, I'm also going to um, even though the screen will start with 24, I want to start um, up in verse 21 where he says this. He said to them, Do you bring a lamp? Do you bring in a lamp to put it under a bowl or a bed? Instead, don't you put it on its stand? For whatever is hidden is meant to be disclosed, and whatever is concealed is meant to be brought out into the open. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Now verse 24, consider carefully what you hear, he continued. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you, and even more. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. What? Remember, these parables and proverbs that the Lord is teaching in are a blessing to those who have ears to hear. To those who don't, they're judgment. And we see that in this particular passage, just these couple of verses. After we've spent now a couple of weeks looking at that passage on the light, the light that was that was that is given to be revealed, we saw that it, it's Jesus, it's us, it's His Word, in all the way that that He uses His light in our lives and uses us as light in the lives of others, and certainly Jesus Himself being the light of of salvation for everybody who believes, the light of life to lead us and guide us into everything. And then He makes this statement: Now, be careful. Careful how you listen. Think about this stuff. Don't don't just be confused by the nature of the of the teaching and say, Oh, I can't get that. I wish he just I wish he'd just say what he wants to say. But remember, he already, he already let us know the reason that he's that he's speaking in, in this form is because the nation of Israel that he came to was under judgment for their rebellion against God. And so 
Now he's, now he's letting him know, I'm, I'm speaking to you in this way. If you have ears to hear, hear, but consider carefully what you're listening to. Now, we're not part of that crowd. We're, we're a whole new crowd. Is our nation under judgment? I don't know. Sure looks like it sometimes. Maybe we are. Are we as believers in Christ under judgment? Never. But the judgment that comes down affects everybody. It impacts each of us. But we have the opportunity this morning to think about what Jesus has been saying, especially the, the direct context of the, of the passage on the light and how it reveals Christ to us, how it reveals our own role in this world, how it reveals the, the role of the Word of God as a light in our lives, and to consider carefully these things that we've been listening to, these things that we've been hearing. Because if we consider these things carefully, there's going to be a great reward for us. If we don't, and remember, many of the people that he was speaking to did not consider carefully what he was saying. They heard it. It was kind of a mystery. And they said, uh, I thought he was going to, you know, I thought he was going to heal somebody. You know, I thought he was going to, you know, feed some, some people. I heard, I heard he's doing all this stuff. I don't want to, I don't need to hear that. A lot of them did that. that. Those are the people that John was talking about in John 1 when he said, Jesus came into his own, but his own did not receive him. Remember that in John 1, 11? Then in verse 12, he says this, Yet to those who received him, to those who believed on his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Those are the ones that he's talking about when he says, Consider carefully what you hear. Dig in to what you hear. Pay attention to what you hear. Spend some time on this. Now, I'll add, don't let Sunday morning at 11 o'clock be the only time that you think about these things. Now, if you think about these things once a week for an hour, that's something. Now, I commend you to at least continue that, but it's not all that you can get. It's not all that, there's, that there is for you. And so just like in the, in the proverb that Mark read, and what, isn't that a great proverb? Those who give to the poor lend to God. You ever think about it like that? Recently, um, a couple here from Midway gave me 10 $50 gift cards to Kroger that they had that that was a reward for them for you know a business expense they had with their credit card and that was the reward was these ten fifty dollar um, Kroger cards and they gave them to me and said so I know that we know that you run into some people who could use these along the way so here you here you have them to give to people pretty cool because I do run into people you know and. A guy that we've been supporting for over 20 years here at Midway in, in various ways, doesn't live in our, in our community, called me 
this past week said his food stamps aren't going as far as they need to. And did I have anything like gift cards or anything like that I could help him out with? I just so happened to have a couple gift cards. And I'm telling you, I wish you could have seen his face when I gave him five $50 gift cards. I mean, I already used the other five for myself. No, I know. I'm just kidding. No. You should have seen his face. The guy I'm talking about fits the category of the poor. And the people that gave those gift cards just lent 500 bucks to the Lord. And you know what the rest of that proverb says? He pays his he pays his debts. He pays back. And Jesus is saying to us in this in this section of Mark 4. Take heed, listen close. Dig in to my word. Because just like those who give a lot are going to get a lot. And I want you to know that is true. And that's not just talking about right now. A lot, there, there are a lot of, a lot of people, you know, teaching that, that, that all this is for right now, that, that, you know, you, you know, the, their language is you sow, you know, you sow your seed and, and then he's going to bring you all these riches. He's going to bring you riches. They may not be right now, but in glory, where some of our loved ones just recently have entered into, which, which keeps our minds on, on heaven, on the presence of God, in glory. He's paying his debts. You think, no, he doesn't owe us anything. No, he doesn't owe us anything, but he's established things like this. We sang about our reward being eternal life with him. But there's even more than that, if you can even imagine that. There's more than that because that's also when he's going to reward us for the things that we've done in this life. In obedience to his word. The word that we need to be considering carefully how we listen to. Because it's his desire for heaven to not only be the the most amazing thing to see for the first time. And and just think about that, what that's going to be like. It's just an awesome thought to think about how great it's going to be. The, the way the Word of God describes it, the color, the, the, the brightness, the cleanness, the purity of it, and the fact that we won't need the sun and the moon anymore because God is going to be our light and Jesus being right there and all the saints who have gone before us, they're going to be there. What, a, what an amazing thing. He said it's, it's going to be more than just that first glimpse that first moment and realizing that we're there he also has rewards to give us for the things that we've done in this life which are done according to the things that he says in his word that we're supposed to be thinking about and carefully considering don't take this book lightly dig into it it impacts what he's planning on doing for us for all eternity and then when we do what he says that also impacts others And on and on and on it goes. Davis was in Uganda this past week. Helping 
a mentoring program, a coaching program, for, particularly for, for youngsters, I think young boys the most, and I probably don't have it all exactly right, but in a country that, that has a family unit that's completely fallen apart and doesn't, almost doesn't exist anymore, the church of Jesus Christ is trying to reinforce that and trying to, to rebuild that image. And, and he was able to go and, and help that. If you prayed for him, and many of you gave also to that ministry, but if you prayed or gave, or either one, there's coming a time in glory when you're going to be walking down the street of gold and this guy or this girl is going to come up to you and say, hey, thanks. They may even say, Could you, you want to come over to my place, to my mansion, check it out and enjoy some fellowship. i got some stuff I want to thank you for. And you get there. They say, uh, remember that time Davis Mulvane went to Uganda? And you'll think back, you'll yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember I prayed about that. And you remember he didn't have any clothes or he didn't have his luggage and missed, you know, the flight got canceled. I remember all those things. And, I, and I, you know, he did something while he was there too. Um, yeah, I remember it. He said, that week changed my life. Or that week changed my dad's life. Or my grandfather's life. Or my grandson's life. Or whatever the case might be. And I just want to thank you for your faithfulness in giving. Now, I'm not making this up. This is what, this is what the Lord says. He says you, you give to the poor... You're lending to the Lord, and he's going to reward everybody who does that. And then he also says that we're supposed to use our worldly wealth to gain friends for ourselves so that when it's gone, they will welcome us into eternal dwellings. That all fits together. That's really going to happen. And so we would be wise to listen to what Jesus says here this morning to this particular crowd in in first century Israel filled with people who mostly weren't interested, who mostly didn't really care that much, again, because they were under judgment, because of generations of rebellion against God that they were also a part of. Hopefully that's not a picture of us. I'm pretty sure it's not. You didn't have to come here this morning. There's plenty of other really cool stuff you could be doing right now. And you're thinking, oh, don't remind me. No. But nothing as cool as this. Because here, we're going to consider carefully, we're going to think about these things that God has said and realize this is important. This impacts my life. This impacts my kids' life. This impacts my grandkids' lives. This impacts everything that we do with this life that he's given us. And remember, he had just talked about us shining, didn't he? Why is that so important? Because it all fits with what his plan is for eternity. He he wants eternity to be like an eternal Christmas morning. We're We're just keep opening these gifts, these rewards he's given to us, and just being so excited about what he's done for us and praising him for it and returning back to him all the glory for it and then using those gifts, whatever they are, for all eternity in bringing praise to his name. That's the scene that he had in his mind where Hebrews 12 tells us to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and 
perfecter, finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and then sat down at the right hand of the Father. The joy set before him was, was picturing that moment, that long moment, when the rewards he's giving out to all of his people are being received and being prayed and God is being praised for. And then for eternity, we're using those rewards and those gifts that he's given to praise him and to honor him for on and on and on. That's what he saw. He said, I can do this. I can get through this because I know what it means. I know what it means for those, those Indian churches. They're going to have trained leaders now that they've gone to the, they started in that conference that started this past week that you're a part of through giving and prayer. I mean, do you guys, do you all realize how much, how much interruption there's going to be in glory because of all the stuff that you've been involved in and that you're doing? It's just going to be day after day, somebody else. And see, we're going to do the same thing because we're the recipients of the same kind of gifts. We were singing in one of the songs this morning about, about that moment that we started dancing when we realized what God had done for us in Christ and we received, we, we received him, as John said, to those who received him, those who believed on his name. He gave the right to become children of God. When we realized that for the first time and we started dancing, if not physically, in our hearts we started dancing. We, we go back to that moment, we remember that. We realize somebody told us. Somebody told us about Jesus. For some of us, it was our parents. For some of us, it was our grandparents. For some of us, it was all of the above. For some of us, it was pastors or teachers. For some of us, it was all of the, all, all of the above. And somebody influenced them. Somebody gave so that they could do that job. Some, and, and on and on it goes. And we're going to be finding these people all through Lord, all through eternity. We're going to be finding these people. And see, oh man, that's the guy that led my great-grandfather to Christ. And we get to talk to that person, thank them for the influence they had on whoever that was in, in your life. I got to... I got to give the devotional at a family reunion one time. And one of my grandfather's cousins came up to me and said, while you're speaking, I just closed my eyes and I pictured Samuel Greaser because you sound exactly like him. My great-grandfather that I never met. I got his voice, apparently. Somebody's saying, ooh. <laughs> we're going to go back, and we're going to thank this person and that person and tell them our story of what God did. Because remember, all of this is about praise to God. That's what everything, everything that Jesus was about in his earthly ministry was helping people learn how they can live up to their high calling of as creations of God to return praise to him. And the only reason, the only way they were going to get there was for him to go the way of the cross. 
because they were so lost and dead in their sins, including all of us, that they couldn't do that in their condition. And so not only was he teaching them these things, but he was also going to do something about it so that they could also receive it themselves. It's the only way that we can overcome our sinfulness. The only way that we can overcome our rebellion against God is by turning to the one who did something about it. And so he didn't only talk about it. He did it. And so the same with us. We can talk about digging into the word and getting everything that we can from it to understand it so that we can live our lives in such a way that they will be the lives that God wants to reward for eternity according to his word. We can talk all about it or we can listen intently and then become doers of it. And it's such an honor for me to be around so many people on a regular basis, namely Midway Community Church people, who are doers of the word. And I get to watch it. You know, I've mentioned many times, I love the week of vacation Bible school because I get to watch what's going on every Sunday. You know, because on Sunday morning, during the 930 hour, I'm in a class. That's That's the only part I get to see. But during that class, all this other stuff's going on children's classes, the other adult classes, the preschool, all that stuff, all the greeting and and interacting that's going on in the foyer, all that stuff's happening. I don't get to see it. During vacation Bible school, I get to see it all because I don't have a job that week. And I get to see us doing the word that we're doing every single week. We get to have, I mean, how many times this summer, hasn't it been great? How many times people have come up for us to pray for them as they're getting ready to go do something significant for the Lord? We get to watch that. I get to watch you pray for them. I get to watch you give for them. I get to watch you pray for them. It's such a blessing to be a part of a body that wants to be doers of the word. But remember, it starts with being focused Digging in, understanding this word. Being among those who have ears to hear and considering carefully what we hear. It's a tragic thing, as he goes on to talk about judgment. It's a tragic thing for those who have, have little and don't dig in so they can get more. That was, the, that was the people that he was speaking to for the most part. They didn't want any more. They didn't want what he had to offer. They didn't want what his, they didn't want what his word contained. And they were they were going to lose everything. Even even what little they had, they were going to lose in judgment. Because not only do those of us who are going to be going into eternal glory for eternity, you know, forever after we die, not only can we not take any of the stuff with us. Neither can those who are going to eternal judgment. Nobody's taking anything material with them. And so those who 
even had a little but weren't willing to listen to what Jesus said, to consider what he was doing for them, to dig into the word of God that he was presenting to them. Those who weren't willing to know him, even though he was making the offer, even though he was standing right there in front of them, saying, hey, if you have ears to hear, let them hear. Dig into what I'm saying. It's going to pay off for you for eternity. Nah, no thank you. They got nothing. Nothing to look forward to, even for eternity, other than the judgment of God. But it doesn't have to be that way for any of us. Because we're all here within the hearing of his word, where we're hearing the, the opportunity that he's making available to us. Just like the first century believers, to those who received him, to those who believed on his name, he gave the right to become children of God. He's doing that today. People everywhere around the world, there are, there are people receiving him all over the place. And you can do that here this morning if you haven't received him yet. If you've still been counting on yourself or something else, maybe something that you're doing, somewhere that you're going, something that you're giving to, we can't do any of that stuff enough to be forgiven of our sins. Only Jesus can forgive us. So I encourage you this morning, if you don't know him, have ears to hear. Dig in to what he says and live a life by faith so that you can also live for eternity. Enjoying all the glory of God and all the rewards and gifts that he is preparing to give you for the life that he is also going to lead you through until then. He's got all this. Remember what he said in Ephesians chapter 2? After he says, by grace that we're saved through faith and that and not of ourselves, it's a gift of God so that nobody can boast. He said, for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works for him. These works that he's prepared in advance for us to do. That's what we get to do. But he's taking care of all of it. He's even given us the work to do. We don't have to find it. He's preparing it for us. If you hang around Midway Community Church a while, you find out there's a lot prepared for you. Some people found out yesterday at the work day. You know, Ron Payne was literally laying on the floor scrubbing, scrubbing some of the new glue off the, off the uh, new floors, as, along with a number of other people. All kinds of work to do. Davis found out about some in Africa. Sammy's finding out about some today in Peru. It's all, it's all over the world, and it's right here. But he's got it set up. We don't have to worry about those details. What we need to do is dig in. Dig in and make this word ours. Let it live in us as we meditate on it, as we study it, as we understand it in its context so that we're not making stuff up, so that we're really listening to what God is saying. There's a lot of people making up a lot of stuff about it. But we look at it in its context, what the words mean. Because remember today, words mean whatever you want them to mean. You know, we make them up as we go. People think that makes for a fun life. No, it makes for a chaotic, crazy, terrible life. And our country's finding that out right now. We look at what the words mean. 
what they meant to those in the first century, we look at what they mean to us today because many of them apply directly to us like this one this morning. So dig in. Read it every day. Got questions? We just happen to have a class Sunday, Sunday afternoons at 5 o'clock when the kids' ministry is happening, which is going to start in a couple of weeks. That class will start up again. It's called Q&A, question and answer. You're reading your Bible? you got some questions? Bring them. You think, I'd be too embarrassed. I don't want to ask a stupid, stupid question. Remember this. I'm going to quote Richard Howe, one of our, one of our leaders in the question and answer. He said, there are no stupid questions, only stupid people. Okay? So don't be intimidated at all. All right? Come. Come and figure it out. Come and ask. We have classes for everybody on Sunday mornings at 9.30, digging into God's Word. I wish all of you could have been in our class this morning. It was amazing just seeing the Word of God come to life in our lives as we, as we looked at it. From Second Kings. It's amazing. I wish everybody could have been there. Well, everybody wouldn't have fit, but come. Come to one of the classes if you haven't done that yet. It's an amazing way to get into God's Word is with the people of God. Get to know people too and find out more ways that we can serve and, and interact with each other and be a part of each other's lives. It's amazing opportunities. Do that. Be a part of it. Dig in. The resources are available to you. Use them. And then we can, with joy, go through whatever it is we've got to go through together as we prepare for what He has planned for us for eternity. Let's bow together for prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the teaching ministry of your Son, our Savior Jesus. When we first think of him, we think of him dying on the cross for us. And so he did. Praise your name. We think of him being resurrected from the dead on the third day. And so he did. We praise you for that. But, Father, we thank you that he also taught. We thank you that he unveiled your eternal truths. Some that were hidden away in the Old Testament that weren't absolutely crystal clear yet, and and he just took the veil off. Some things that weren't even there yet in the Old Testament he brought to the people and he revealed. And we thank you that we get to dig into it, that we get to consider these things carefully, knowing that the effort that we put into your word is going to be reflected by the rewards that you give us. Because we'll know what we should be doing. We know we should know how to make our investments, not waste our lives and our time and our money. That our investments will be made into eternity with all that you've given us. So help us to be the people who dig into it, who understand it, and who do it. And we know we won't do it perfectly. So we thank you in advance for your patience with us. But Father, we pray that you would fill us with your spirit, that we would dig in diligently. And Father, for those who are here this morning, who are right now contemplating, thinking deeply 
about whether they should receive Jesus. We pray that you would help them, give them the faith, the courage that they need to put their trust in the only one who can save them, the only one who can fill them with your spirit, the only one who can give them the gift of eternal life, the only one who will be giving rewards at the great judgment seat of Christ. Work in their lives. Bring them to faith, we pray. And we pray that you would be glorified because we were here together this morning. Help us to do now what we've heard. In Jesus' name, amen.